Hello and welcome to the Relationship Smart Women podcast. This is a podcast to help us explore how to be smarter in our relationships, how to be more aware, more reflective, clearer on our worth and feel more like our true selves in these intimate, tricky bonds that we call relationships. I'm your host, Nicole Matheson, and my book, The Beauty Load, will be out from the 20th of May, 2022, and you'll be able to get that from any bookstore. If you enjoy this podcast, I would appreciate it so much if you could leave a review and subscribe and share it with a friend if you think it would benefit them. But for now, let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to another episode of the Relationship Smart Women podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Matheson. I thought I would come in here and just share about intimacy and why it's so flippin' hard and how we can work around our fear in ways that really don't work for us and how to be better at getting intimate. So um, this actually comes off the back of me being interviewed on Dr. Kirsty Seward's podcast. Uh, she was really fascinated to talk to me about intimacy and we had such a great chat. So I'll leave the link to that podcast episode with Kirsty in the show notes for this one. You can go listen to that. But it just made me think that I haven't spoken to you guys about intimacy for a long time. And actually, after the interview, I was talking more to Kirsty about um, how this showed up for me as a young person. And she asked, have you shared this recently and I was like no actually I haven't shared it for years it is kind of the messaging I had several years ago when I called myself an intimacy coach and I was talking about stuff but not something that I've shared recently so that is what prompted me to want to pop back in here with this episode so let's start there let's start with why I became an intimacy coach and it's not because it was something I was good at let me just say this has been something that I have realized was really awkward really uncomfortable and really hard for me and I think that came from being a people pleaser really I feel like in my family of origin, my kind of role, in inverted commas, and every family has different members in, in a, some kind of a system and different roles. My role in my family was the peacemaker. So I was, my nervous system was uncomfortable if people were unhappy with me but also if people were just generally upset and I would try and make everyone else okay so that I was okay um, because my system was very uncomfortable 
with other people being uncomfortable. And so what does that do for us as we step out into the world and into relationships and to our relationship with self? You know, when it comes to intimacy, I think that always tuning into other people means that you're much more aware of their needs and you're much more aware of how to navigate so as not to upset or create conflict or to calm people down rather than to tune in and think about who you are, what you need, what is best for you in this moment, to have healthy boundaries for yourself, which really are the foundation stones of intimacy. Intimacy really is a deep connection with self and with others. And I should actually have defined from the get-go, when I talk about intimacy, I'm not talking about sexual intimacy here. I'm talking about deep connection and closeness with the world, with our partners, with other people, and most of all, with ourselves. And I say most of all because... We can't really have deep connection and closeness with others if, uh, like me, we're people-pleasing and we're tuning into them rather than having a deep, close, intimate connection with ourselves. So intimacy starts with a deep, close, intimate connection with ourselves. So growing up, I noticed that I would be afraid when I was alone with someone else. Whereas in a group situation, yeah, I could be the life of the party. I could tell funny stories and exaggerate my head off and tell jokes and, you know, I could do all that. But the minute I was one-on-one with someone, I'd feel a bit vulnerable. Vulnerable because I would have to share myself. I would have to they would have to see me and that felt a bit scary. I would always feel really scared if someone said I I need to talk to you or if someone gave me feedback um, about myself. Those things would put terror in my heart. (laughs) I just didn't know how to navigate intimate moments. I was really scared of them and then I think my lack of wanting to be intimate with myself kind of really turned into a lack of belief in myself a lack of confidence because when you're always tuning into other people the kind of natural result of that is that your needs aren't important then you're not important you're not that interesting, it kind of easily translates as um, low self-esteem. So when I was um, stepping into the world of adulthood uh, with a low self-esteem, with this belief that my body was not attractive, which you'd be aware of if you've read my book, The Beauty Load, and then you add alcohol to that, I was really exposed to 
moments where I betrayed myself, my needs, my boundaries, um, for the attention. And this resulted in, you know, like sexual trauma, really, like a cumulative effect of sexual trauma and a real sense of self-disconnect, self-betrayal, like I wasn't safe because I wasn't looking after myself. The intimacy was not there. I was not tuning into myself. I didn't know what I loved about myself. I didn't know myself. I didn't look after myself. And then add to that the shame of these situations I'd put myself through. I was in a really low place for a lot of, a lot of years where alcohol was the only thing that broke me out of it, but then the cycle would start again and I would betray my, my own needs and not be the champion, which is what I think we need to be. We need to be the one who champions and looks after ourselves more than anyone else. And then you're left with shame and unhealed wounds inside. And then for a lot of my 20s, I spent those years like navigating my life around that shame. So I never had to face it. I never had to feel it. I buried everything. I was just shoving down, which meant I wasn't intimate with myself at all. I was constantly in a state of distraction, of busyness, of, yeah, avoiding people really seeing me, avoiding deep intimate connection with self and with others until it got to a point where my body cracked um it was kind of like a a nervous breakdown type thing but it kind of happened on the physical plane for me so my I was 29 maybe 30 and I was having trouble moving my shoulder, my migraines were out of this world. I was unwell. I was sometimes even passing out. I was having facial twitches. I felt so drained. I'd have um, sciatica and hip problems like honestly every level of my physical and you know mental body was kind of in a state of crisis like rebellion just going in you have to face this you have got to deal with this and I was getting the sense that this was about me not wanting to look within and not wanting to face my staff but I was too scared And this is the thing. Intimacy is scary. It's terrifying because it's, there's a lot of emotional stuff there. You don't know what's going to come up. You don't trust yourself to deal with it because you've never been able to deal with it before. Um, I was so scared that I couldn't go to a therapist. I couldn't go to a counselor. I went to physical therapy I went to physiotherapists I went to chiropractors I was spending an absolute bloody fortune and eventually an osteopath and she could sense that 
uh, it, there was a lot of mental stuff going on for me. She was like, it's all up here, Nicole, in your head. She's like, how about I send you to a kinesiologist? So I went to my first kinesiology appointment and the kinesiology was mind-blowing in that it showed me that I had to do the healing work and that this was about the shame and this was about me not wanting to talk about it or share it or whatever. I then was so confronted with the truth of that that it took me two years to go back to my next appointment even though I knew that this was the path I needed to take and I knew this was where the healing was at and this was exactly what I needed to do and I knew I was going to do it it took me two years to go back you know my goodness so scared of all that I had shoved down and so I eventually went to kinesiology here in Brisbane. I moved to Brisbane in that two years. And I, yeah, it really worked for me. It worked for me because I didn't have to be as personally intimate with my pain. I could lie on a bed and get someone to do some stuff to me and it released stuff. And occasionally they'd tell me what it was about and I would... I would feel a shift and I'd, yeah, I'd go, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> but I didn't have to really do anything or talk about stuff. But then it was so powerful for me that I decided to go study it because I was like, oh my God, this stuff is amazing. I have to go learn about this. I became a kinesiologist and um, was a practitioner for several years. And in that time I did some really deep healing work and became the one who created internal safety for myself the one who tended to my wounds and looked after and um, approached the dark places inside me in the shadows and was found compassion and forgiveness for all that I had been through and I, 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 I became intimate with my needs, myself, who I am, what I love and loved who I am and what I love, you know, because I love things for a reason. I love my values for a reason. It's because they are me and therefore... I am creating the me through the things I love. So what's not to love? <laughs> I started tuning into myself as well as those around me, not at the expense of those around me. And obviously this is an ongoing journey that I am very, very much on to this day. But being intimate with myself is what allows me to be intimate with you. What allows me to be intimate with my clients when I am in their stuff. I can show up as my myself, not as a projection of myself, not as a performance of myself, not with masks or not with having to be 
the one who knows or all-knowing or anything, just myself. But it also really importantly allows me to find deep connection with others because we can't have deep connection with others if we are just tuned into them. Deep connection with others comes from sharing our needs, our desires, giving feedback, sharing our truth. And when you can do that with friends, with family and with intimate partners, there is nothing more deeply satisfying to the human experience. We are wired to find attachment bonds satisfying. Oh my God. So good. So good. So that is not something that is one and done. That is, okay, cool. I'm intimate with myself now. We're good. Now I can be intimate with my partner. It's constantly being courageous enough to share yourself, to show up, to give feedback, to tell your partner what's important to you. Not just try once and see that they're not interested in hearing it, but actually letting them know that this matters to you for the future of your relationship, for you not being filled with resentment constantly, for you, for this being sustainable. Ah, Intimacy is something that I am deeply passionate about. And it's a place where I see relationship coaching, couple therapy, the counseling work that I do, and the beauty load, how to feel good enough in a world obsessed with beauty, how we feel about ourselves based on our appearance, which is the beauty load, and this constant insecurity we are inevitably faced with because of the messaging that we've been exposed to all our lives, all our lives, inevitably makes us feel like we are not enough for the body that we have and the appearance that we have and how that translates to how we can show up for an, with another human, especially in deep, close connection, especially in sexual intimacy. You know, this is this is what my book is about. It's about exposing to us these injuries from the culture on ourselves. That this is not personal. This is not about you. The way that you feel, the judgment you have for your body, is a response to the toxic culture, and not about you not being enough or not because you are not good at being close to another or that you are not worthy of it. But how do we navigate the fear and the insecurity of having another person touch us, uh, pleasure us, love us? It's, It's tricky. It's hard. And we have to start with a foundation of intimacy and safety for ourselves, within ourselves. Yeah, I love this topic so much. This is the sort of thing that I do my work as a counsellor in and because of, because I love it. 
And again, just want to stress, not something that I am naturally good at or that comes easily to me that I've had to really work hard and be super courageous in this realm. But I love it. I love it because it makes such a difference. It matters. It is where I believe deep satisfaction and fulfillment comes from as a human on this planet. It is not from getting the surface appearance sorted or once and for all or ticking off all those items on your to-do list or finally buying that house. And these things are so surface and so short-lived. But that deep intimacy and caretaking of ourself and then that translating to deep connection to another, that's the stuff that feels really good. While we are talking about the beauty load, I wanted to let you guys know that I have a new podcast. So if you're a fan of this one, I encourage you to come across to the beauty load podcast. I will leave a link to it in the show notes for this, but you can find it on my Instagram bio and you can probably find it by just searching the beauty load podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. But over there, I'm really excited to be exploring this obsession with our physical appearance, with the insecurity, with the way it makes us all feel less than and not enough, with different bodies, with different humans, with different people, with different experts, and really trying to get different perspectives on how to actually feel good enough in our bodies. So I would love for you to come across and join me over there if you haven't already. And in the meantime, be gentle with yourself. Be the one who is the champion for your own safety and well-being. Be the one who is tuned in and looking after you. Take care, my dear.